What I'm about to say tonight, you'll probably believe is very idealistic of me. All of the problems in our world could be, would be fixed if people would stop causing all the problems. It's pretty idealistic, isn't it? Is our country going to have problems? Yes. Because we have people who have a lot of problems. Is our state? Yes. Is our city? Yes. Is our congregation? Yes. Our congregation is going to have problems as long as we have people. We'll have problems as long as we have people. No one here, including me, is exempt. Wouldn't it be nice? But isn't it naive that if we recognized a problem in our lives that we could just, we could just stop it? We've got this thing, this, this sin, this, this problem, this worry in our lives. And it, it's, it's a little naive to say, well, just stop it. And that would be the end of the said problem. Let's say we had a problem with, with worldliness. A problem with worldliness. We were, we were always running after the world and the newest thing. We were always turning, instead of to the Bible, we were turning to the, to the talk shows and the, and the TV shows and the TV preachers and the newest fads to, to fix our problem. What if we could just stop it? What if we could just stop turning to the world? In John chapter 2, and if you'll turn to the book of John, we'll be there a lot tonight. John chapter 2 verse 16, Jesus found the money changers in the temple. John chapter 2 verse 16, they were in the temple and they were running after the almighty dollar. And there's a lot of folks who run after the almighty dollar. And Jesus said, take these things away. Stop turning my father's house into a house of merchandise. Uh, The Jews had turned away from the focus of God's house. Worship of God. Adoration of the the heavenly father. That should have been their focus. But, But to make things convenient, they turned away from God. Many turn to the world and like these to money. So, if you have a problem with this, just stop it, right? Just stop it. Instead of God and the doctrine of the gospel of Christ, many are turning away from the truth because of anger, because of frustration, because of depression, because of of worry. Paul said to the Galatians, Galatians chapter 1 verse 6, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. Isn't it amazing? It's also very sad to see a new Christian overcome by the world and, and turn back to the false gospel of the world, turn away from God and turn back to the world. It's sad if you have a problem with worldliness Stop it. Stop it. Stop turning away from God and and run back to God. Now many here may have a a problem with sin. What if you had a problem with sin? Well, stop it. Stop sinning. 
You might as well tell the world to stop turning for some folks. You might as well tell the sun to stop shining. If you have a problem with sin, stop sinning. That's the, the easiest advice I can give you. Stop it. In John chapter 5, verse 14, Jesus had healed a lame man at the pool of Bethesda. And Jesus found him later after he healed him in the, in the temple and said, See, you have been made well. Sin no more or, or stop sinning lest a worse thing come upon you. Stop sinning was the command given. It was, the, it was the command that was given to Simon the sorcerer. If you look over at Acts chapter 13 verse 10, he was a baptized believer. He tried to buy the gift of imparting the Holy Spirit from the apostles. And Paul said, will you not stop perverting the straight ways of the Lord? Stop it! Was the advice? Examine your life. What secret sin will you not stop? Peter said in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 14, that false teachers do not cease from sin. They, they won't stop it. False teachers come in all shapes and sizes, even hypocrites. So while one looks like the best Christian ever, if they will not cease from sin, they are a false teacher and they must stop. They must stop. Notice Paul writes to the Christians at Corinth, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. He lists here a bunch of sins. Do you not know that the unrighteous, he says, will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, he says, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Our day is no different. Our day is no different than this, these days that Paul is writing in. Many of us have, have been these things and worse. Which one were you? Which one were you? Which one are you? Stop it. Stop it. It reminds me of uh, the Bill Cosby, uh, the old Bill Cosby routine. You remember the old Bill Cosby routine? And he's talking to the young, his young child and he goes, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop it. Come, 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 come here. Come, 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 come. He sounds like an idiot, he feels like. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. And then, you know, the four-year-old is able to keep something. Forgive me that, give me that. He's able, a four-year-old is able to keep something from you, you know. Stop it. Your main problem, it, it might be attitude. What if you've got a problem with attitude? Stop it. Stop grumbling. John chapter 6, verse 43, the disciples complained about the, the hard teaching that, that Jesus was teaching. The Jews complained, complained about the same thing. Jesus said, do not murmur among yourselves. In other words, stop grumbling. Stop it. Don't, don't you think we have an attitude problem in the church today? I believe we do. This is a lot of the problem in the church today. If we could, and I know I'm preaching to the Sunday night crowd, but if we could just stop the grumbling, 
that goes on in the church, a lot of the problems in the church would go away. Paul uses an anatomy illustration. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he uses anatomy. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 15 and 16. He says, what if the foot said, well, I'm not a hand, so I'm not a part of the body. The ear says, well, I'm not an eye, so I'm not a part of the body. I I know I've told you this story before. I'll tell it again. There's new people, so I'll tell it again. (laughs) Um, You remember the the story of the little boy who lived in the rundown shack of a house? He didn't have anything. But he would always look across the valley, and you remember the story. He, He would look across the valley, and he would see the house across the valley, and it had golden windows. And he would think, oh, that must be the best place to live ever. They must have food to eat. And I, bet they, I bet that's just the best place to live. And he would always dream about the house with golden windows. And his mother said, you can't go outside the yard. But one day, he saw that house with golden windows and his curiosity got the better of him. He walked all evening until he finally got there. And the sun was setting And that old house, it was just an old house. It was even worse than his old house. Windows were all busted out. And he looked back across the valley, and there was his house. And it had golden windows. People usually want what they don't have, don't they? We usually grumble, and we usually fight about things that that we want. We, We want what we don't have, and... We're still not satisfied when we get it. All of the lusts of the flesh in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 and 21. All of the lusts of the flesh in Galatians 5, 19 through 21 have the root in this attitude problem. That's their root. Dissatisfaction, grumbling, adultery. That's an attitude, attitude problem. Fornication, that's an attitude problem. Uh, Uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, attitude problems. Selfish ambitions, attitude problems. Dissensions, heresies, envies, murderers, drunkenness, reveries, all of them, attitude problems. Stop it. Stop it. Just just stop it. Many in and out of the church, have a problem with judging. That may be your problem, judging. Well, stop it. Stop judging. We are a visual society. I looked online and, and, and found numerous, numerous polls. Most people, when asked if they had to give up one of their senses, if they had to give up one of their senses, Sight would be the last one to go. They would not want to lose their sight. We are a very visual country, visual people. Jesus said in John chapter 7, verse 24, Do not judge. Stop judging according to appearance. And that's what we do, isn't it? That's what Jesus says. Stop judging according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. So many show contempt. at each other because of looks. 
but fail to look on the inside. That's where God looks. God looks on the inside. That's where we need to look. Opportunities to reach lost souls have been squandered because of unrighteous judging. Souls have been taken aback in this congregation. I know folks who won't come here anymore because they felt like they were being judged because of the way they looked, because of the way they acted, because of the way they smelt, because of their, their social status. Because of harsh, unrighteous judgment. Maybe it was only on their part. Maybe they were the ones that had the problem with judging. I don't know. Not for me to judge, I guess. Paul writes in Romans 14, verse 10, Why do you judge your brother? Or or why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Every one of us will. Do you have a problem with judging? Stop it. Just, Just stop it. So many have a problem with how many have a problem with faith? Well, stop doubting. If you have a problem with faith, stop doubting. Stop it. In in John 20, Jesus has risen from the dead and has appeared to to many of the apostles. But Thomas, he didn't believe. He didn't believe what the others tell him. He basically says, if I don't put my fingers in the holes that the Romans made in Jesus, I'm not going to believe. John chapter 20, verse 26, eight days later, the apostles are together and Thomas is there and said, and Jesus appears and says, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your fingers here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving. Stop doubting. Be believing, he says. Have a problem with, with faith? Stop acting like an unbeliever. Stop it. James chapter 1, verse 6, if you lack wisdom, it says, ask God. But let him ask, let him ask in faith, James says, with no doubting. For he who doubts, us worry warts out there, okay? I'm talking to us worry, worry warts out there who, who take everything back. He who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Stop it. Just stop doubting. So many of us have a problem with stopping. Overeating. We can't stop. Drugs and alcohol. Cigarettes. How do you stop turning to the world? How do you stop this? How do you stop sinning? How do you stop grumbling? How do you stop doubting? We have trouble with it. Well, I want to tell you, the first way, the first way that we can stop turning to the world, stop sinning, stop grumbling, stop judging, stop doubting, the first way is is, is study God's Word. If you have trouble with faith and you live in constant doubt, understand Romans chapter 10, verse 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. 
When you read and study and digest the Word of God, your life will change and your faith will increase. Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 45, Everyone who has learned from the Father comes to me. We learn from God through His Word. Second, you may have to terminate some, some opportunities. What, do I mean, what I mean by this is you may not be able to work where you work and stay true to God. Oh, it may be a, a fine opportunity. But to do God's will, you may have to terminate that opportunity. You may not get to hang out with certain friends that you hang out with. You may have to terminate some of those friendships. You may not get to hang out at the places that you used to hang out or like to hang out. Or be involved with certain activities. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 33, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 12, All things are lawful for me. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. Just because it's, just because it's not against the law doesn't mean it's, it's, it's right for you <laughs> or me. 1 Corinthians 13 11, The principle is true. I'm a little out of context, but the principle is true. When I was a child, I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish things behind me. And we must obtain forgiveness. If we want to stop turning, if we want to stop sinning and grumbling and judging and and doubting, we must obtain forgiveness from God. Stop sinning, John 5 verse 14. Repent of your wickedness, Acts 8 22. If you're a Christian, confess your sin to God. He's, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sinning and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9. Some of you, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 9, were fornicators. Some of you were adulterers. Some of you were idolaters. Some of you may have been homosexuals or sodomites. Some of, some of you may have been thieves or, or covetous. Some of you may have been drunks and revilers and extortioners. And Paul says, and such were some of you. But you're a Christian now. You were washed. You were baptized. You were sanctified. You were set apart for a purpose. You were justified. You were found to be without error, notice, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. If you have never been baptized, you have never obtained forgiveness. You need to, Acts chapter 2, verse 38, repent and be baptized for the remission of sins, as we talked about this morning. And all of us, lastly, we need to practice self-control. Some sermons I write for myself. This was one of those sermons. We need to turn over our own money tables. Not wait for somebody else to do it. We need to turn them over ourselves and stop turning from God and running from our responsibilities. We can start by changing our desires. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 
and keep ourselves from being conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. A fruit of the Spirit, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, a fruit of the Spirit is self-control. That's something we should aim for, self-control. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, we are to add self-control to our knowledge. We have this great knowledge about God, but it's really worthless without self-control. John chapter 7, verse 24, judge with righteous judgment. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We can do this. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 34. Christians, it says, we need to wake up to righteousness. We need to wake up. Righteousness is all around us. Especially if we, if we meet here when, all, when the doors are open. Righteousness is all around us. We need to wake up to it and stop turning. We need to stop sinning. We need to stop judging. We need to stop doubting. If you need help stopping, if we can help you start a a new life, come right now as together we stand and sing.